Hey bookworms, welcome to the Read with Angie podcast. We are going to talk about books, so thanks for listening. Hello bookworms. Uh, It has been a few weeks. Sorry I didn't put out an episode last week. Um, Things got busy in my house, but I still made time for reading, so I have two book reviews today. One is for a witchy book, and one is for a thriller. I have been having a blast with Thriller October this year, and I have two books left to finish for the prompts, Uh, but there are others on my maybe list that it would be nice to get to as well, although October 19th, I'm running out of time. (laughs) I'm currently reading a ghost story that is actually terrifying me. It's called The Book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James. It's it's not that scary now, but there is a ghost encounter within the first few chapters where there is a ghost outside the woman's locked bedroom door and it's trying to get in. And I was reading the book in bed before falling asleep, staring at my bedroom door that doesn't have a lock. (laughs) So it was a little hard to fall asleep that night. And, um, oh, and also this weekend I'm going camping in the middle of the woods and I'm a little bit of a baby, so I don't really want to take a scary book with me. Um, I'm actually thinking about bringing Soul of the Deep by Natasha Bowen. A mermaid fantasy sounds better than a ghost story in the forest, right? I don't know. My other option is the nonfiction running book I've been reading. Uh, by Haruki Marukami, Murakami. Um, That's actually really interesting. I think maybe that would be safe in the forest, in the dark. Just a book about running. (laughs) Anyways, so speaking of thrillers, I read a really interesting psychological thriller last week called Pacifique by Sarah Taggart. Um, It published on October 11th. And the author herself has experienced forced psychiatric care and has written about the mental health care system in Canada with knowledge and experience. Um, So it's an own voices psychological thriller. Very interesting. Uh, The main character is a young woman named Tia. She meets another woman named Pacifique, Uh, one day and then get sucked into a whirlwind romance. Uh, The two are inseparable to the point where Tia is missing class and her roommates expressed concern. After a few weeks, Tia and Pacifique are riding their bike somewhere and they get in an accident. When Tia wakes up, she has a head injury and Pacifique is gone. So Tia goes looking for her. She goes to her house. She asks around at all the cafes and shops they went to, but no one can remember Pacifique. They'd only remember Tia being there alone. This continues until finally other people decide that Pacifique isn't real and Tia is having delusions. So Tia is taken to a psychiatric ward. Within the ward, We are given insight into how these places are operated and how easily the patients begin to manipulate the system and the medical staff. Mainly through another patient named Andrew, 
do we learn about how the ward works? Uh, he has schizophrenia and has been in and out of the psychiatric ward a few times. Um, and the, there are sections of the book from his point of view. And he's literally talking about how he's manipulating the system uh, and how like he makes it work for him. So I thought that was really interesting. Anyway, Tia tries at first to continue to convince everyone that Pacifique was a real person, but the doctors all tell her that it was a delusion. And I don't want to spoil the book, so I won't say any more, but I want to tell you that the writing is amazing in this book. Taggart takes you into what feels like a dream world. Everything is vivid and bright. Pacifique and Tia are full of life. And in the ward, it's dull and subdued. You can really feel the setting, and her writing evokes so much emotion. I was also questioning whether or not Pacifique was real to the very end. The book jumps back and forth between Tia in the ward and Tia with Pacifique. So you're in and out of the dull ward and the vibrant love story. It's so well balanced that you really aren't sure what's going on the whole time. So it's not a thriller in the sense that it's scary. It's a psychological thriller in the sense that there is confusion and a sense of danger throughout. I think if you didn't classify it as a thriller, it would be literary fiction. Um, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed this book. It was different from any other psychological thriller I've read, and the writing was just top-notch. Um, so I would definitely recommend this one to fans of literary fiction and psychological thrillers. Uh, the next book I read was a witchy book for Thriller October called A Lullaby for Witches by Hester Fox. I did enjoy this book, but I also had some issues with it, and I wish it had had more witchiness. There was very little witch action. <laughs> um, so the main plot is told in two voices, Margaret and Augusta. Margaret is a witch from the late 1800s, and Augusta is a young woman working in a museum now. Uh, Augusta starts working at Margaret's house, which is now a historical museum, but Margaret still haunts the house, waiting for someone to help her with some unfinished business. Uh, it seems Augusta is that woman, and Margaret starts leading her in the direction she needs for help, leaving books open to certain pages, showing her visions of the past, and leading her to discover hidden treasures within the house. Um, Augusta is spooked at first, but as she learns more about Margaret, she becomes compliant and follows the clues. Uh, we also get Margaret's timeline, and we learn slowly how and why she died. The ending was a twist that I liked, but it also felt rushed. I wanted more details about the witchiness that was finally happening. <laughs> um, but yeah, my other issue with the book was Augusta as a character, and I'm not entirely sure how I feel about this, but Augusta displayed all the traits of disordered eating. She barely ate in the book, finding excuses not to eat in front of people all the time, to the point where her co-workers and dates noticed that she didn't eat. 
She was always counting calories in her head and not finishing any food that she does have to eat in front of people. She would just like nibble at it. Um, and the reason why she had trouble eating was never made clear. Or if it was, I missed it. This was a constant plot point throughout the book. And I have mixed feelings about it. On one hand, it annoyed me. Like, why was the main character not eating? Why are they literally starving themselves to the point of fainting? But on the other hand, this is a common problem in the world. Like, I myself had issues with disordered eating when I was in my 20s. So maybe it was bugging me because I used to be like that and I didn't want to read about it. Is it good to include traits like that into characters to make them more real? I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it, though. It's a part of the book I've been thinking about a lot since I finished it. Anyway, those are the latest book reviews. I can't believe it's almost November already. Uh, I am enjoying all the spooky books, but I'm looking forward to some fantasy and romance in November. Also, I have two holiday books already waiting for me to read in December, which is very exciting. Um, we only have two months left in the year to read all those books that we had on our list for 2022. And if you're like me, you're not going to succeed at whatever that goal was. <laughs> so just read whatever you want. Happy reading, bookworms, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Read with Angie podcast. You can find Angie on Instagram at readwithangie or www.readwithangie.com.